This is Golden Hour. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Golden Hour, a weekly film review podcast hosted by three nerdy college students that's only sometimes pretentious. I'm Christoph. I'm Maddie. And I'm Lydia. So this is the third episode of our podcast. How are you guys feeling? Indeed. I'm feeling pretty good about it. How about you, Maddie? All right. I just want to remind everyone, we've had a lot of people liking our Facebook page, uh, Golden Hour Podcast on Facebook. Keep um, liking it. Yeah, yeah. we've got a major traction here, right? We're going to yeah. get picked up by like Sony or something yeah, soon. I think that's how oh, podcasts please. work. On there, we always post the links to the iTunes upload and the Pinecast upload. So if you want quick and easy access right when that comes up, we post it right on there. We also post it on Twitter. Our handle is Golden HR Podcast, like the abbreviation of our. We got some really cool images on there, uh, like a nice <laughs> courtesy of yours truly. Yeah, a nice screenshot of what the film is going to look like that you're going to listen to if you haven't heard of it. So please hit us up on social media. We'll respond. You want to talk to us? We'll talk to you. Yeah, we don't bite. Anyway, let's talk about Moonrise Kingdom, the film we watched this week. Kristoff. Tell us about Moonrise Kingdom. Okay, so Moonrise Kingdom is a film from 2012 by director Wes Anderson, whom I'm sure all of you are familiar with because he's pretty pretty goofy. He's pretty big nowadays, too. That's true. Um, This was the first film of his to play at the Cannes uh, Movie Festival in uh, France, and it was screened in competition. And it was made on a relatively small budget for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the second smallest. Yeah, the after... smallest was Fantastic Mr. Fox. Was it? I yep, thought that... at seven million. Oh no, kidding! I thought that was Bottle no, Rocket. Bottle Rocket was oh. at five million. What? Oh wow. Okay. Well, IMDb lied to me. Well, there you go. He's making the most out of his money, I guess. I don't know. Um, and yeah, and so brief little synopsis, I guess, for our viewers. Um, Moonrise Kingdom takes place in the year 1965, and it features the residents of a little island off New England, where two 12-year-olds, Sam and Susie, have fallen in love and decide to run away. Super cute. Um, (laughs) Of course, there's a violent storm approaching the island, which forces a group of quirky adults to form a search party to find them, and that's what our movie's about. All right, what did you think about this movie, Kristoff? I thought it was very fun. I was mm-hmm. pretty much constantly entertained. The kid actors were great, and uh, I think the colors and, I mean, it's, you know, your standard Wes Anderson goofy, right. fun storytelling. I had a really good ch- uh, time with um, the adult characters, too. I thought the cinematography and um, just the production design was great. My star rating for this would probably be four stars, making it probably mm-hmm. tied for my second favorite Wes Anderson film behind or tied with uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, probably. Oh, okay. What about you, Lydia? What's your star review? I'm going to give this also four stars. Okay. Uh, I really like this film. Wes Anderson is always fun to watch. Um, Jeez, the cinematography Mm. in this film. I, from the opening shot, I was just constantly screaming with how beautiful it was. (laughs) You know, it's fun. I mean, the storyline was obviously very good. It wasn't as enthralling as some of my favorite films, Mm -hmm. uh, which is why I can't put it too much higher than a four, even though it had great cinematography. Yeah. But, you know, just all around, good film to watch, fun, colorful. What else do you need? Great music, too. 
I love the music for this movie. Yep. I actually looked up the soundtrack after watching really? it. Give it a listen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What about you, Maddie? I'd probably have to give it 3.7. There was a few parts that I wasn't in agreement with, but overall, it was really, really good. <laughs> All right. And I liked the uh, cinematography and camera angles. I loved the beginning of it. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. So. I love how you're getting super like accurate with like the yeah. decimals and stuff. I'm just like. Four yeah. and a half, four, three, like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can round it off. Maddie needs a wide range. I do. It's good. Like, there's certainly, I don't know. We can I, go to hundredths if we yeah. need to. I mean, it's not a big deal for me. No, I mean, you can go out of five. I'll just go points. I'll be like <laughs> 3.697. She marches to the beat of her own drum. I'm sorry. Much like Wes Anderson in his filmmaking style. That is very true. Oh, that was You're so You're just sweet. like him. Okay. Are we going to give the spoiler warning now? Yes. So. Now that we have given our general star reviews, this is our spoiler warning. Dun, dun, dun. From now on, until we are talking about big movie news, we are going to be talking about the specifics of Moonrise Kingdom. So, if you have not seen the film, or you do not want to be spoiled, then you should probably just skip ahead to the news, which you're going to want to stay for, because we have some pretty interesting film trailers that mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about. And you'll get to hear what movie we're watching for next week. It is so good. <laughs> Let's get into it, guys. Okay, cool. So what do you guys think of the story for this? You know, I mean, I liked I liked the story. I, I think it was simple and clean. You yeah. Know? Like, it was, it was clear cut from the get-go, and, like, I was just in for the ride. Right, yeah, that's one of the big words I had for just the overall tone of this film was simplicity. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not very deep. Um, it's pretty much what you see is what you get, but it does it in a fun way. Yeah, it's like a cute coming of age story that doesn't really try to get muddled yeah. in, you know, character studying and, you know, it just uses the problems of the world that they live in to kind of push them to goof around in his little world right and i mean one of the things that we didn't say in the intro was that this film Wes said he was inspired by you know when he was a kid the first big crush he had uh in childhood and you know just the general idea of when you have your first crush it's like a big fantasy and you get wrapped up in the story and i mean they like run away together and they're like instantly get married and all of that stuff and they are just in for it so it's really it's really a pretty simple storyline, not difficult to follow for sure. I think having it simple kind of allows him to explore the childlike fantasies that right. he's trying to get at with this. Mm-hmm. Um, like having the Moonrise Kingdom be the kind of yeah major thing for their little love story. It's like kind of seals the deal. But I mean, the simplicity of it reflects how simple love is when you're a child. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of glosses the surface. It's not right. Exactly. It's yeah. not complicated. And we do have the little view of the adultery, which like I didn't really like it was kind of put in, but it like also wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So, I don't think they really use it well or yeah. I don't think it really had much purpose aside from. You That's know, the part I didn't like about it. OK. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Poor that. Bruce Willis. <laughs> what do you think about that part of the storyline? I just thought it wasn't needed. <laughs> yeah. I liked what you said uh Christoph that it wasn't used well like I felt like it was well it did give kind of uh motivation for Susie to kind of want like that's what I was gonna say yeah it looked like the only reason it was included was because they have the binoculars shot where she's watching them and it seems like I think that was the last shot of her before she runs away 
I think uh, maybe. Uh, but, I mean, again, even without that, she has, like, the the problem child book that she finds right. uh, that her parents have. I think that would have been enough yeah, but we motivation don't, there. we don't see that until uh That is true. It's not later. introduced to us as early on as that. Yeah, so. so it appears that her reason for running away is partly the adultery. But then, like, I don't know. It's not, like, it's not important. But mm, I've made a discovery where I, maybe I'm changing my mind. Uh-oh. Um, perhaps stay with me. Susie's mom, okay, was cheating on her husband with the cop, and then Sam ends up getting adopted by the cop. Mm-hmm. I guess perhaps a sort of foreshadowing to Susie, Susie and, and Sam being Sam. brother and sister. Well, well, not brother and sister, but like be, be, being in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Okay. I mean, I don't know if foreshadowing is the best word. I guess a, a parallel. Parallel would be a in the theme, word. yeah. I but mean, do you think if Susie's mom left her dad and then went with the cop, then they would be they would be tied. siblings? Yeah, they that happened be. on a Teen Mom once. Oh, what I'm saying it's well, like yeah. Susie. It was wild, and they still had their baby. That's a different podcast. You know, I'd like so. to see Wes Anderson direct Teen Mom. That would be very oh interesting. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? Like we like would get a, lots of like close-ups of like pregnant belly, yeah. baby shoes. <laughs> It would be very cutesy and stuff, but, yeah. like, the content would be, like, um... You know? You know? That would be interesting. Let's call Wes up. We got a great idea for you, Wes. When you're done with Isle of Dogs, when that's all over, hit us up. Yeah. Who's going to be writing the screenplay for that? <laughs> I will. Talk. Okay. Let's yeah. go. But I read that the, like, dance scene on the beach with them and then, oh, like, the right. kissing, that was saved until the end of filming. So that the two young actors would be comfortable with each other. And I think it was also filmed on a closed set. So it was just Wes and uh, camera operator and the two actors. Right. And uh, I think uh, Sam and Susie's acting, they were so like, just like straightforward about yeah. it. That it was kind of like funny to it watch. It was endearing. It was yeah. charming to see like a kid. They're like, okay, we kiss now. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I thought it was cute. Um, I mean... Not trying to be a creeper here, but sure. And I mean, it's uncomfortable as as an adult to see two children like kissing or like the boy. I don't have his name right here. Oh, Sam. Sam. Yeah. yeah to see like Sam touching Susie's breast, but also, I mean, it's a reflection of yeah, the storyline. I story mean, they're kids. It's yeah. it's supposed to be like they don't know what they're doing. Cool. I like that scene a lot, too. Yeah. It was very intimate, very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like a little awkward. Yeah. But that's, that's what but young that's what love is. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk about was the bouncing back between uh, the kids and the adult storylines. Okay. I think it was integrated pretty smoothly. And like normally when a movie does that, I kind of get pulled out for a bit if it's not like done well like uh, yeah. editing wise i think this movie's edited very oh well oh my I god say. yeah it's so clean mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the the wipes were great i like those uh, a lot he's good at using those so, so good yeah i also really liked um at first i did not care about the scoutmaster randy um, oh right edward norton yeah, yeah but by the end he was just so i know sweet. he didn't want the kid to get Sent into electroshock therapy. Yes, I I think my favorite some of my favorite bits in the movie are when he's alone in the tent and he's recording himself like oh for his daily God. log. I was like, my heart. <laughs> he is so sweet. I loved when all of the kids had left and then he goes and he sits down at the table and he's like reading his book and then he sits it down and like looks around and nobody's there. 
Yeah. Uh, what guy. a sweet guy. And then, oh, when he he went to go help that uh, troop at the beginning of the tsunami. and Oh, right. Yeah. His, and like, the guy heroic... was mean to him and like ripped off his badge. Yeah, the leader badge or whatever. Yeah, and then he was so sad, but then he still saved his life. That's why Randy is the real MVP of this whole movie. Randy, the tragic hero. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, maybe move on to cinematography and some oh, of the camera please. stuff that's going on. So good. Yeah, it's so good. I think Wes Anderson has a really deep understanding of production design and how to use it with yes. uh, like intricate camera movements. And I like it's just so fun to watch. I mean, he's he's, he's always got the um, uh, parallels. Um, sorry, hold on. What is it called? Parallel lines going on mm. with the the sets uh, like a lot of the time. Mm, well, yeah, what I mean, he has about? leading. I'm talking about like he divides. There's a lot of um, split screen. No, it's the 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 set is like like same on both sides. What is that called? Oh, oh um, symmetry. Symmetry. symmetry thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, my God. Yeah, he loves fight. symmetry. I was like parallel yes. lines. Yeah. I don't know. It's what been a long day for me, so cut me some <laughs> slack. <laughs> Um, yes, he's got, he's expert at symmetry. It's his whole stylistic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of driving. Uh, Which breaks the, uh, rule of doing rule, rule of thirds. thirds. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you But can, he does it with a purpose, no one so. Yeah, follows it's that his style. Really. You learn the <laughs> rules to break. Exactly. Okay. No, watch Rocky. It's the most, like, movie basic m- ever. It's like when you take a, an how-to book, how to produce a movie, or uh-huh. how to make a movie, Rocky just is that movie. Rocky it's just Rocky as right. an example. It is. The but then I know what to expect. And with Wes, I don't all the time, except That's for true. symmetry, because he loves symmetry. That's He true. does love symmetry. Um, yeah, the production design, especially in that first, um, that, like, what appeared to be a long take of inside oh, the, the opening, house. Like, yeah. the design, like, everything doesn't even that. look real. Yeah, of like how g- nice it looks. I think, and like this is why I think he he. It's so good to have a director with such a deep appreciation of production design uh-huh. and set, uh, just style. Is that like he pays very close attention to how the set can play off as a storybook kind of like he has a right. very storybook like um way of showing the set. Yeah, with like all the bright colors and mm-hmm. like you know sometimes. You, you get drawn towards a set and then the characters come in afterwards and you're right. like, oh, okay, they inhabit this little, you know, it's kind of almost like a dollhouse at the beginning for me because yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's so perfect and, and I like mean, neat. Also at the end of that sequence, he loves showing buildings to where they look like miniatures. Oh yeah, he loves those miniatures. It's so yeah. cute. He does it in Grand Budapest with mm-hmm. the hotel. I don't know. I've only other, the only other Wes Anderson I've seen is grand budapest oh he does it plenty and i'm sure it's also uh efficient for him because it saves him a lot of money trying to get huge sets um Mm -hmm. but yeah that opening it was such a good way to introduce us to um susie and the family and Mm -hmm. like sweeping through the rooms yeah that like what appeared to be like a dolly shot and it was so nice to have that instead of like you're again he goes against the traditional norms it's not like a wide establishing shot you know yeah like we we see a lot of scenery, and also I think there were characters like just coming in and out, and we weren't necessarily following mm-hmm. them at all. And then the quick pans, yeah, those turn. are great. Oh man, he's got like the weird zooms and quick pans going uh-huh. on everywhere in the movie, and they work well with the editing. And it's right. just like you know, it's great. 
I guess another aspect of the cinematography that I really liked was when he did those split screens when the adults were on the phone. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. It was like, it just looks, and again, that's, it's just, it goes with his symmetry as well. Um, but yeah, it's when, just, what was her name? Um, the social services lady? Yeah, the social services lady. She's social, like, that was her name, social services. Tilda Swinton? <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, yeah, they called her, when she was on the plane, the guy was like, hold on, social services. Yeah, it was cute. I, I think he did that also. No, it was only with the adults, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. They didn't really have names. I had to really pay attention because I wanted to know who, what Randy's name was because I liked him. Mm, Randy. Other than that, I don't know. Oh, Randy. <laughs> Randy, I love you. Yeah, I liked a lot of his scenes in the camp. Um, uh-huh. I think the cinematography with the outside was great. Um, it looked very pretty. Yeah, and especially when we were introduced to the uh, campsite, it was similar to the the sort of dolly we had in um in the house when we were first introduced to that because we followed this time though it was more of a oh, tracking right. because yeah, we followed through the uh, campgrounds yeah yeah and we got to see everyone and then he was like giving everyone like punishments or whatever yeah i love how wrong. even those side characters i mean i guess side note but all those like campers had like their specific like uh-huh. thing going Work. on yeah like lazy the guy with the, yeah lazy eye he was great <laughs> And the biker kid, I forget his name. He was great, too. Yeah, he just wanted to ride his bike. Poor kid. Misunderstood. And he got <laughs> stabbed for it. Oh, well. I really enjoyed the um, binoculars shots Yeah, as well. I think they, they didn't uh, look weird, I guess. Yeah, is the best I mean, because maybe it's because in Wes Anderson, I expect it to be a little quirky and unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got binocular shots like that in Fantastic Mr. Fox and Gr- Grand yeah, Budapest, too. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, yep. he might have it in Grand Budapest now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, and I mean, it just works so well. And uh, one of the best examples that I really liked of it was when we don't, I mean, we don't know when the scene is starting, but Susie and Sam are about to meet up in the middle of that meadow right after running oh, away. Right, yeah. And we see Sam through the binoculars so we know that she is watching him or at that point i don't know if we know that the binoculars are hers i'm pretty sure by that point okay. we do, yeah well so we know that she's watching him but he hasn't seen her yet and the I th- the binoculars like and the camera was kind of like moving around a little bit um and then sam like looks towards where the binoculars are and like the binoculars like stopped Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's seen me. Oh, yeah. And it's like she puts him down kind of. Yeah. yeah. And it was like oh, it I was like so yeah. character like that use of camera was so character driven. Yeah. That's that's another thing I think with this movie. And I think kind of builds up to his, in my opinion, magnum opus, Grand Budapest, is uh-huh. he's got that character driven camera movement down. Yeah. After this movie really. For sure. Really well. This wasn't the example I was going to talk about yet, but. I uh, when we're talking about a uh, character driven camera when everyone was in the church mm. when the typhoon is coming in the I think it was the police officer he looks up and we see the visual vector right mm-hmm. visual vector of him looking up and then the camera shows the kids undercover with their masks on oh right um, yeah but we see the girl has her binoculars hanging on her and um, Sam had had his um, like raccoon hat holding out and he like really quick whips it away because um, he knows that he's been seen. And then it goes back 
to um, the police officer. And then social services come in, comes in and it's like, where's the boy? And the police officer's officer was like, I don't know. We don't know where he is. So, like, we know through the camera that he knows. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kind of giving us the, uh, like, we know ahead of the uh, social services lady that Bruce Willis is kind of a good guy right. in this case. And yeah. it's like an incredible visual way of showing character thought, which is so hard to do in a film, mm. you know? Because we, like, we know that he's thinking that he just saw him, you know? Yeah. Um, and then also just funny when um, the, like, they, I think the lights flickered out. I forget the order of the shots, but the, um, the lights flickered out and then the camera goes up and the kids have disappeared and there was like a really quick dramatic zoom in. Oh yeah. I like that a lot. so funny. Yeah. I think the zooms are really funny to watch. Uh Like when he zooms in on the character reactions and stuff, you're just like, uh huh. Yeah. And also that's related to the other shot that I, I really, really liked. I think Sam and all the other boys and Susie were maybe outside somewhere Mm -hmm. um, when the typhoon was first starting. Um, and I think Susie had looked up the binoculars, and there was a huge zoom out, and the shot came all the way through a mosaic in oh, the church. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was great. I love yeah. that shot. Yeah, and they were, like, in the little window. And mm-hmm. it, was, oh, it, was it was, like, so perfect, nice. like, fit in the window or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. I like the little silhouette moments, too. I mean, he does that in a lot of his other films. Uh-huh. But, like, those are always fun to watch with the little you know yeah running far away through the woods and whatnot i think uh-huh. they also had one where they were um uh canoeing through the water or something yeah, i'm pretty sure when they were trying to escape from the camp etc uh-huh. yeah yeah there was also a really good shot i just have like specific shots written down on here where i was like yes <laughs> uh, there was one of the a shot of the bridge and we see everyone run across the bridge and then uh it tilts down to the dam after everyone has run across and then oh, the no, no, dam no. burst. Oh yeah, that was the silhouette one I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was real good. I really liked and like going back to the church. The outside uh-huh. shots were really really cool to watch. When they were on the roof? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I liked the uh, it was like another miniature it looked like too. Uh-huh. Uh, for some when of they that. were when they were hanging off. Yeah, on the roof. they had a silhouette yeah, that thing looked there too. Miniature ass. So funny. I kind of felt like the visual there though didn't really fit with the rest of the film. Like almost he had changed style. Oh, because like, it was darker and raining and like. I just guess, and it was just like, I guess because it was like, almost uh, monochrome in yeah, color. Yeah, it was very dark. So, but I think that's kind of why I liked it so much is the right. way he handled it wasn't off-putting at all. Uh huh. Um, like you know the little window in the corner and then looking up at the chapel, you know the roof. Uh huh. Yeah, it was great. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Oh, there were also a lot of really nice, um, of course, Wes loves his extreme close-ups on objects, um, a lot of really fun things like, uh, again, uh, well, never mind, um, but there was when Sam had run away and then everyone was, like, realizing that he was gone, the way that we're introduced back into Sam there was a um, shot of the 55 pennant oh, on yeah, the boat. Yeah. And then there was like 
there was that shot and then it was a close-up of different aspects of the uniform and then we saw sam mm-hmm. rowing the boat which is one of that's one of the transitions that it's just so natural and like i'm not distracted by them at all yeah i mean he does that whole like um tools of or like uh you know stuff that the character owns um through the camera and again um like having that introduce sam instead of just like him showing up is like it feels way more natural right i totally agree with that and another one of my favorite transitions i mean i'm there were lots that i didn't notice just because they're so natural i'm sure but one of my favorite ones that i noticed was at the beach I think it was at the beach when um, Sam asks Susie if she has her ears pierced. She doesn't even respond. It cuts to a shot of her crying out in pain. Oh, yeah. And then it immediately cuts to a like close up looking at the earrings With in the, the ears where whatnot, it was just yeah. like yeah, so I fast. Think that's something Wes is really good at is like. He shows the aftermath, like it's right. like a fast cut to the aftermath. He does that with um when the campers finally find Sam and like assault him uh-huh. with the the motorbike crash into the tree and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, with the like the flying yeah. scissors. That one, I was kind of like, okay, I don't really <laughs> understand what's happening. And I'm like, oh, and like he, well, that's the thing. He like throws everything at you at once with the aftermath, yeah. and then he guides you to like. Okay, the dog's been stabbed. We got oh a motorbike in the tree. Which, first of all, can we talk about why? Poor dog, Wes, also. <laughs> Wes, why you gotta be killing animals in every single movie? You know, maybe that's why he's making eyes of dogs because he's trying oh to make. Oh my up god, that. I won't watch <laughs> it. I will not. I was. I, look, at least this time, Grand Budapest. The first time I watched it, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little salty that he killed the cat, and then it was like, <laughs> I was just upset the rest of the Man, film. Man, this guy does not like pets. I don't know. <laughs> it, but. He didn't kill the cat this time, and I'm happy about that. That's true. He did kill the dog, though. You know, which um, is sad. But the thing is, like, even with those, like, pet deaths, they're funny to me. I mean, they shouldn't be. I hate, like, yeah. when, when pets die in well, movies, but, like, I was just like, it's so silly, like, how it happened, you know? Look out for uh, Christoph might be a Hey, listen, guys. <laughs> I'm going <gonna, I'm> <laughs> to bring this back a little bit. Um, okay. Cover yourself. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we can move on to the acting in the movie. Sure. What you guys thought of that? Did you think when they found Sam and you know how underneath the poster and there was a hole, do you think that was like Shawshank Redemption? When I he think. When he dug the hole in the wall, like paralleling with that? I don't, I know I read something about that, uh, online right after I watched it. I don't remember if Wes said that was intentional but i did see someone it else sure that. was a really close parallel to shawshank redemption yeah. i mean it probably was Wes wow that never struck man. me but yeah i mean he is when i, guess, I saw it fan, i was like so. wait a second where else have i seen that yeah mm-hmm. it was funny i liked that too oh yeah definitely way more lighthearted than shawshank oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh acting wise i thought the kids were great the whole child cast brought their um a-game. Full effort, A game, yeah. Um, Susie and Sam, especially Jared Gilman, who plays Sam and Kara Hayward. I don't think I've seen them in other movies. Per I think se. this was also Breakout. I okay. think Sam's oh. been in other indie movies, but yeah. I yeah. can't tell you which ones. Yeah, he looks kind of familiar, but again, I mean, it's probably the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Very hipstery looking. He yeah. looks like he's been in uh, How to Eat Fried Worms. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. he looks. He looks like someone in there, but I. 
I can't confirm that's that. That's a real throwback. Wow. I have, yeah. I don't know if I ever watched that. I read that book, though, I think, in elementary school. I did, too. Dang, that's a long time ago. Okay. It was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, you know, there's a certain quality to the delivery of lines when it comes to the children. And it's, I mean, it's kind of the the adult actors also perform in this way. And also in Grand Budapest, there's kind of like a, there's just like a matter of factness. Yeah, it's like very deadpan kind yeah. of like, okay, well, this is happening now and this yeah. is how I'm going to react to it. Like, Which I feel like gives it a funny quality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's definitely humorous. Yeah. I thought Bruce Willis was great in this comedic role. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think he's been in any other uh, West film. Okay. He might have been, he might have voiced someone in another one. I can't remember. But Bruce Willis is the one that played the policeman, right? Yeah, he is. Okay. Which is like funny to me because he's always you know die hard and whatnot right action and like i think this is one of the few where i've seen i mean aside from like sixth sense and some other movies uh-huh. but like he was very funny in this movie like I- i'd like to see more comedy roles from him if i could yeah 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 he did a really good job i really liked him as the policeman he did have probably one of the most serious roles though oh yeah for sure he still had some kind of serious side to him yeah because i mean he came out all dramatic onto the yeah, roof. And there exactly. was and, and it was that was probably the most serious moment out. And the rest of it was just like bing 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 like mm-hmm. we're going and doing a bunch of other stuff now. Yeah. Um Edward Norton too was as our Randy oh, tragic Randy. hero. He was so funny. I like Norton in funny roles. So. He did a really good and I don't know if I've ever seen anything else with him. Um, There's you a sure ton. about that? Yeah, Fight maybe. Club. <laughs> I haven't seen Fight Club. Oh no. Okay. Well, what about, we definitely need to change that. What's the Gambler movie with uh Matt oh, Damon? Oh god, yeah. Well, that Matt one. Damon. I don't. It round rollers rounders. Um, something like that. Something like it's that. It's one worded. But he's anyway, in that yeah. as well. He's you know? a, He's a. He's he's a lister. He's super good. He's got yeah. a very wide range, and I think he pulls his weight as a um a funny little caring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, camp ground oh, leader. Oh, Randy. We could do a whole podcast on Honestly, Randy. Honestly, we could. I loved him. The tragic path of Randy the camp master. Oh, man. Yeah, he was great. Also, let's talk about the narrator, his character. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, the narrator, played by Bob Balaban. Um, he's in um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind and... Oh. Uh, the one with George Clooney where they're like digging up um, the Nazi treasures. I can't remember what it's called. Monuments Men or something like that. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, he's super good as the narrator in this, and it's very funny. I don't know what he's doing. He's like studying the weather or something. Yeah, and he he was from the future, but then he was still a real character. Yeah, because I don't know. he he starts off almost like Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. The he starts off and he's like this island is particularly known for a storm that happens in three days time. Yeah, and, like, and like cool, he gets brought into the character, uh, the story too. Yeah, when he's they like, were on the pier, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, "Hey, I might know where Sam around. went." Yeah, yeah. I and don't he, know. He taught him cartography. Oh, that's right, the cartography. Yeah, that was a neat yeah. little fun bit. So maybe he's a cartographer. That's yeah. probably what he was. Just now reali- realizing this. Okay, mm, fisherman, cartographer. He can have two roles. Why not? Um, yeah, Bob was great. Um, I also liked um, uh, Bill Murray as usual. In oh, his man. usual West role, he's, he's always doing something in these. There was also, there was a funny shot of him when him and his wife were talking, but she was on the bottom floor and he was on the top floor and they were talking through the windows. 
Oh yeah. So he was yeah. like leaning out the window. That was I was afraid. They're really both cute. lawyers or whatever on the island. That was great. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah that's they why are. they knew so much in depth about the law, and that's exactly. why they. That's kinda, why they were asking. Yeah, uh, they like negotiated uh, the the parental mm-hmm. like consent for Sam at the end on the church um, roof. Okay. Yeah. That, and when they're fighting um, on the dock, they go, "Are you a lawyer?" And then oh, they say that right, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, you know? we are, oh, actually. Right. Never mind. <laughs> I miss that completely. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Look, they weren't as fully fleshed out as Randy was. Oh, not at all. I like I mean. how the mom used the microphone to call everybody. Oh, yeah. I yeah, was like, was I wish funny. my mom did that instead of like coming to my room. <laughs> I know. Dude, they had a big house, so not yeah, surprised they, they needed that. Yeah. <laughs> but they also had four kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the little kids were great, too, the uh-huh. little brother. I love that react, like, when the um he discovers the paper mache. Oh, yeah. That was so I funny. About that. that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah and like, he, was... he freaks out. I'm just like, oh, my God. And they were, like, asking where Susie was or something, and he's like, I don't know, but she's going to return my tape recorder in 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> His scream was so good in that scene. Oh, man. And really, like, I know we were talking about characters just now, but they're – we're just there's so many shots in a Wes Anderson film and so many people to choreograph into place, especially because he did so many like dollies and pans, like so much planning. Again, like we've yeah, talked about it most of the films intricate. we've watched. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have like a cast, like especially with kids, because I mean, oh, yeah, I have firsthand experience with child actors. They're not easy. Don't to, work with kids hopefully they or were professional, animals. But hey, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, the, you just did a commercial with one, right? Yeah, With briefly. a child? Yeah, because um, we, I mean, it's 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 easy to direct them in the sense that they understand very, like, you know, concrete emotions and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, so, but, like, again, they're kids, you know? They have less world experience than adults, and I think it translates really well through the acting in this movie. Right. So, I liked it a lot. I liked the acting. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah, and I I think we've kind of covered this, but... Again, with the the delivery of the children in their acting, it's meant to be a little awkward both for them and for us to watch it, you know, just because of mm-hmm. their age and the, like we were saying, the flatness or like the matter of factness of the dialogue um, while still having like storylines that are usually reserved for older characters like runaway lovers and like the threatening search party mm-hmm. like we were saying when all the kids like yeah. descend on them was this movie supposed to be like romeo and juliet how they're still so young um, romeo and juliet i didn't think about it that because way because juliet was like 13 or 10 like, at the time uh, and i don't know if juliet was 10 i thought she was like 13 she was close to Sam and Susie's age. Yeah, though. I think she was pretty yeah. young. I mean, I yeah, can't well, recall. Yeah, well, they were they were twelve. Yeah. Sam That's and Susie and like all 13, the other kids. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think she was like thirteen. Yeah, I think you could you could probably run some uh, some parallels to Romeo and Juliet, maybe especially because the parents were like, "You're not going to see him." Sure. Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the end of the movie, they still don't. Yeah, they like, don't they're die. Still not, well, yeah, but they're still not fond of the kids seeing each other, so he like sneaks oh, yeah, out. Yeah, he end. sneaks out, and I like how his dad was just chilling, or his new adopted oh, dad was just chilling outside. We didn't talk about it. The ending shot of the movie with the oh, painting yeah, with the that painting. was so good. Jeez, that painting was I so good. That. Yeah, and again, that was a really good. Was just he? Like, was he the one that painted them? 
I think he might have been. I Who's remember there's a note. Yeah, Sam, like the Jared Gilman, he might have painted those paintings himself. Oh, the actor actually painted yeah, those? That would be a real good painting. I if think he, he did. That. I mean, I think it was in the credits or something. I can't oh, remember. Really? But yeah, I mean, they're pretty good. For yeah, what they, were. Mm-hmm. they were really good. And again, that was another really good shot of like. So he runs out the door or whatever, and we, we kind of And then it kind of, like, retracts back. itself. And then Susie starts walking away. She looks over to where we know the easel is, like she is debating whether or not to go, and then she leaves, and then we get to come down and see it, and then it fades and into... And then, boom, title reveal. Yeah. So Which good. Which, also, um, I didn't really realize until reading it, reading about the film after, but um, the closing shot of the beach is especially nice because that was the one area of the island that was like completely destroyed after oh, the right. storm okay. so now it, it was like a perfect representation of uh, their time together so sweet very yeah. heartwarming little end of the movie there mm-hmm. um, oh i know something i want to talk about that slow-mo tracking shot after the wedding Oh, right, yes. And the, the it was big the nice music was building, and it reminded me, I don't know if you guys have seen this, um, but it reminded me of Dr. Horrible's sing-along Oh, blog, yeah. Where right at the end, right. the closing song, and he's, like, playing the gloves. I was like, no, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not going to sing, but maybe next time. Please, please. <laughs> no. Um, and it's, like, his Dr. Horrible reveal, and he's in the red coat. Yeah. And it's, like, that slow-mo through the party, whole thing. That's pretty wild. Anyway, um, yeah, it reminded me of that, and it was just, uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. Little lovely band of adventures kind of. Yeah, and I think that. that was the only slow mo. Um, in the film? Yeah, I think so, off the top of my head. Yeah, because um, I remember I was a little jarred by it, but it was. Good. Yeah, I was too a little bit, but then I was like, oh, this is you know fun. Fits fits the aftermath of the wedding. Et yeah, and then it was funny because they like left on the ship and then they immediately. Came oh yeah, back. and then they come back. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera doesn't move for that. We just like yeah, no. we're just sitting there awkwardly, and then all of a sudden the boat's like coming back. Uh-huh. It's so funny. Which another that reminds me of um, a shot, and I don't remember when this was, but the we have the narrator, and he's talking on the pier, and he like reaches up to the camera and flicks on a light. Yeah. Um, oh, so this was after. So that was kind of the transition after they help Sam and Susie escape on the boats. They're okay. in the canoes, and then the camera kind of hands uh he to the right the camera didn't yeah he? it was like well at first the camera was its own entity it was showing us sam uh-huh. and Susie's escape with the campers on right. the boats and then all of a sudden we get yanked by bob mm-hmm. uh and his narrator character as he, as if he's like you know trying to uh calculate changes in the weather and whatnot and he's recording uh-huh. himself i love that transition i totally yeah and then to he what i really liked was so he finishes his dialogue, he flicks off the light, he moves out of frame, we hold for a second, and without the camera even moving, then the boats mm-hmm. came in. That was really nice. Yeah, I like that a lot. Very good transition. What's yeah. the transition Again, came? transitions are so good in this film. Yep. I'm a big sucker for some good editing. Yeah, it's its, its own world, realm of chaos, and he pulls it together very well. Another thing I want to say that I really liked was which i don't even really have much to say about it but when the i think the adults were reading out the pen pen pal letters Mm. um and then it switches to the children's voices them reading to each other and then it'll it showed like whatever situation they were talking about but then they like kept running over each other like we never heard a whole letter i like that Mm -hmm. it was oh god it was just so fast and it kept the pace up while still giving us 
uh, like some insight into what their interactions were like over the letters. Mm-hmm. He's got that sense of montage. It's very Man, natural. It's just so good. Very fun movie overall. So yeah. I think we're going to segue into big movie news now. Big movie news. Yeah, big week this week. We had some pretty big trailers drop. Yeah, we did. Our first trailer is another West film that's yeah. coming out soon, Isle of Dogs. Looks fun. I'm very, very happy that he's doing more stop motion stuff. It does look fun. And I'm usually not a stop motion person. I don't, yeah. I'm not usually a fan. Like, I haven't seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, I don't like a lot of stop motion except Coraline. Coraline's really oh, good. Oh, Coraline's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this film looks really good. And I am definitely interested in actually seeing this one. Yes. Hopefully, um, forget the dog's name from Moonrise, but maybe they'll show up as a cameo. Oh, That'd yeah. Be very that would fun. be cute. Yeah. I would love, Wes, do that. <laughs> yes. That would be cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they like, uh, pick up that child and they're like we have to protect him. right oh uh, yeah and uh we also have a pretty big cast of voice actors there yes, too. yes a huge cast that one screen just showing all the voice actors was yeah he very some filled. pretty big a-listers i think fantastic mr fox had a lot of oh, really? heavy hitters too so i'm excited for that yeah that is coming out march 23rd 2018 gotta wait a while on that one yeah unfortunately but hey i'll wait if it's as good as Budapest, I'm there. I'll wait for you, Wes. <laughs> um, next movie I guess we can briefly cover is uh, Let the Sunshine In, which had a trailer come out. This is just me being my French self. Yeah, he really likes this uh, This one. He really wants I, to talk about it. I don't really like it because I haven't <laughs> seen it yet, but I'm a very big fan of Juliette Binoche, who's the uh, lead actress in this. So mm. I pretty much watch anything she's in because I love her acting. It was very – I wasn't a huge fan – of this trailer, like I, it didn't make me that interested to watch it's, it. Yeah, it's very it's, film. And festival. it's its own niche. It's French dramedy, and you know, exploring romance and whatnot. So, yeah. but I'd like to see how Julia approaches that. So, kind of yeah. Excited. There was a nice uh, variation of like camera angles in yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I it looked pretty nice. And let the sunshine in comes out December fourteenth, twenty seventeen. Not um, that far. Mm-hmm, not that far away at all. So. In other news, we also have I, Tanya. Yeah, with Tanya, Tanya Harding, the mm-hmm. skater who had the huge fiasco. I'm not mm-hmm. super familiar with this just because it I'm happened while I was young, I think. Yeah, and um, that's uh, led by Margot Robbie, yeah. which really extremely transformed. I think it's a, a biopic or like a documentary yeah. about what happened between her and her competitor at the uh, Winter Olympics. So basically Tanya Harding is accused or is in... Framed? No. Well, she's not framed. She's... What happens is, is Tanya Harding hired the guy to break the other... Her competitor's um, ankle. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. She was the one that got injured, yeah. Tanya was the one that hired him. So she's accused of basically coming up with the whole plan herself right like conspiracy yeah gotcha well i'm excited to see how margot robbie does that yeah and i mean all i care about is that sebastian stan is in it even though he has that mustache that i'm not (laughs) a fan of but you know and apparently also um i remember when it was being filmed he won't say whether or not that was his real mustache and i hate that he won't say that (laughs) i just want to know not because i liked it but i just need to know well, when I look can't at relate there, but but that one 
that one already uh technically was released that came out uh or premiered at the toronto international film festival this year um but they're doing i don't know if it's a limited release but they're doing a release of that december 8th 2017 so just a few weeks away really yeah honestly time flies so time flies when you're having fun Mm-hmm. and the big drop of this week the christmas movie mm-hmm. of the year it seems like is the new paul thomas anderson film with daniel day lewis phantom thread looks gorgeous i'm very excited for this it seemed like a nice storyline again this this trailer didn't really oh i forgot to mention very quick for itonia if you are interested in it, not the best trailer. Maybe wait for another yeah, trailer. Yeah, it was to come very out. brief, guys. So I mean, yeah, it was like it was it. maybe fifty seconds long, and like wasn't that great? Only had Sebastian Stan for like one second. So you know, <laughs> not, not worth a, it. Sebastian's yeah, out there. not worth it. But uh, the but trailer yeah. for um, Phantom, Thread, Phantom Thread, I could go on for a while about because like visually it looks very intricate. And yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, I'm very excited to see Paul Thomas. And um, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis working together again right. because There Will Be Blood was very crazy stuff from him acting-wise. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for this. And this is actually going to be coming out December 25th, Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Take your family. Mm-hmm. It's it, I don't know if it seems very holiday spirity. but No, you know. it didn't really seem very holiday. But Whatever. All right. Well, the sun is setting on the golden hour. I think it is. Once again. I'm happy that we watched Moonrise Kingdom, another Wes Anderson under my belt. Yeah, stoked about it. I was very happy to watch it this week. Yeah, but next week, guys, <laughs> I got three words All for right. you. Horror, mermaids, musical. You know, I think we're getting some Halloween spirit up in here, and we'll see how oh, mermaids man. singing. I, You know, honestly, guys, I'm... Let's. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very, the trailer I'm very is wild. The <laughs> movie is called The Lure, L U R E. It's a 2015 film on the Criterion Collection. Um, it just y'all, it looks wild. So be sure to join us for that next week and tune in. And remember, hit us up on our social media again on Facebook. That's Golden Hour Podcast. Thanks to everyone who's liked the page so far. Yes, please, giving us the momentum. And Twitter is its just as active as our Facebook, uh, just a different platform if you prefer Twitter or if you like to use both. That's at Golden HR Podcast, the abbreviation for hour. But we post the links on there too. So feel free to follow us up on there. And if you want to reach out to us, if you have, look, if someone wants us to watch a certain film, we'll do it. Yeah, we're open to suggestions. Unless as long as they're film. very pretentious and like, you know. <laughs> we can have a little <laughs> not pretentious too. Okay. Um, but seriously, if anyone hit us up, we'll respond on social media, like us, follow us, all that stuff. Again, we don't bite. We're here for you guys. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. This has been golden hour this is golden hour